Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Oh, man, the theme song is undefeated. Yo, Rod Simba, one of the 33% made it. Every guest I've had in this chair has nodded their head when the beat hits. And the guest today is just like the rest, but he might be faster than anyone I've had in the studio. Ted frickin' Ginn Jr., good to see you. What's up, boss? Man, um, so let me, I'll share this with you right away. 2007, I'm interning at the NFL Network in California. Mm Mm-hmm. I worked there for eight hours a day. Adam Schefter still works for NFL Network. Okay. At night, I'm a bar back at a club in Hermosa Beach, California. Okay. And they let me work on one story. And the one story I worked on was the connection between you and Troy Smith in that draft. Yep. You go nine, Troy goes like fifth, sixth round. And to see you, and I had to tell you like on, on the podcast, this is a weird moment for me. <laughs> I've been following you your whole career, man. Thank you, thank you. Year 13. Year 13. Did you ever think that we would get to this? That 13's a long time in the NFL, man. Well, you know, uh, it's always been a goal to get over 10 years. Really? You know? And then my next goal was to get to 15. And then let's try to get 18. Mm. So, um, you know, I'm halfway between two of my goals. So right away you said, I want longevity. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, uh, I've been playing this game for a while, man. I've been doing this thing for a while. You know, I started off as a mascot in my high school. Uh, Wait, my, what do you mean? You know, I, ran, I brought the team out you know, oh, as a I th- little dude. You know, uh, my father always been there since 79. So, um, you know, part of my deal was uh, water boy slash mascot. You know, I had That's my amazing. helmet. Had my jersey, had my pants, I spat it up, you know, and I looked at just like everybody else. I see that you're now training with, was it Dr. Reef? Dr. Reef. So, went viral a little bit with Alvin Kamara, doing some of the balance tests, and Alvin's balance is apparently... It's amazing. Like, even for other NFL athletes, Alvin Kamara's balance is pretty special. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm trying to do some of the things that he was doing, and uh, I'm like, God, how is he doing this? You know, but uh, it's challenging, and I like it. How different is it now in terms of how NFL players prepare their bodies to when you first came in the NFL? Well, you know, when you first came in, it was a lot of squats, a lot of bench, a lot of dumbbells, you know, uh, a lot of, like, hard lifting. Mm. You know, now as you get a little older, you know, you kind of get away from those things a little bit and just work at the little things and the little muscles that goes out first. Core, muscles, balance, all you that know, stuff. Uh, shoulders, wrists, knees, and ankles, yeah. you know, uh 
them the things that go out first. All right, so I do want to start off just where you're from and your family. Uh, Glenville, Ohio, and your dad is like a figurehead in this place. And I see that you had four guys on the Saints last year that all went to your high school. You, Marshawn Lattimore, Hardy, and then who was the one I was missing? Shane Wynn. Shane Wynn. And still, though, like this is so rare for one area to produce this. And a lot of people give credit to your pops. I mean, what what has he built there, and what did you witness? Well, you know, um, it's just it's just like a diamond in a rough. You know, uh, we come from the inner city, uh, Cleveland inner city. You know, uh, man, it all was a stepping stone from uh, some guys before me, and then with me, Dante, Troy, Pure Woods. Uh, it's, it's just a stepping stone for where we come from. You know, uh, just to have them guys to be able to come to the New Orleans Saints, and I came in and. Uh, kind of came in together, you know. Uh, sure. One year, two years Because you were with the Panthers and the then Panthers. came over. Yeah. So it was like one year, two years, now we're on our third. And, you know, them guys help motivate me. It sounds crazy, but it, they do, you know. Uh, it's like a back-and-forth type thing, you yeah. know. Uh, you playing with one of your uh, high school heroes or uh, what they call hood heroes, yeah. you know. And then uh, you playing with your little brothers, you know. And you just want them to be able to uh, – See how this thing go, you know, and just if I rolled with you around Ohio, you're a a legitimate certified hood hero at this point. For sure. Like you can feel it. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, what what my father do, what he does, you know. uh, Oh, dude, I see you giving like turkeys and stuff like you're doing everything in the community. Yeah, I'm trying to do everything, you know, just to keep our name alive. You know, uh, it's not about me. It's about him, Mm -hmm. you know. uh, for a guy to be around there for almost 40-plus years, you know, almost 50 years, you know, coaching football, you know, and uh, track, you know, it's, it's just it's just a blessing. And for his son to be able to take over, you know, and be in the NFL this long or just be able to have a name behind him, you know, it's just a blessing. I saw Ed Oliver got drafted nine. You tweeted out, hey, man, welcome to, to the number nine spot. And what's funny is Ed Oliver, his main phrase is stay loyal to the soil. And that phrase, I think, goes perfectly with you, too. Like, I look at your Instagram, and every other post is you with friends from, like, 25 years ago. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, I just, I, I like to say, stay down until you come up, you know. And uh, they have been my, my guys, you know, and they have a, a part of this, you know, as far as my wife, you know, uh, my best friends, you know, my dad, my mom, you know. Uh, it's just a collective thing, you know, and... Uh, not to, you know, recognize them would be wrong, you know, mm. not to shoot them out. I mean, um, you know, you have we go from little brothers to guys my age to guys that's older than me, you know, mm. and it's all about the respect factor. The Gittin family in Ohio, so you, I'm curious, like, was your grandfather involved too? Like, how how deep does this go? Like, how did your dad become the guy he is? Well, you know, my father went to Glenville also. You know, my mom went to Glenville. My sister went to Glenville. Um, probably like my whole family went to Glenville. Between Glenville and Shaw, mm. you know, and um, that's kind of like my friends, our Glenville guys, and then my bri- my best friends Brian went to Shaw. You know, yeah. my wife went to Shaw. You know, and Damn. Uh, that's just that's just been our black and red thing. You know, and uh, my grandfather wasn't really involved in, in the deal, but my my father graduated in '74. He came back in '79, and. Uh, He's been there ever since. You know, he became the head coach in 97. He became the head girls track coach in, like, 96. You know, so, um, you know, when I came about, he moved to the boys track coach, you know, and uh, he's been there ever since. Uh, We never won a state title in in football or anything like that. We just saved lives, you know, in track. We won, uh, well, I won four with three back-to-back 
you know, for my for my time being there. And then he also won at least about two after that, three after that. With guys like the fact Ray that you said we didn't win a state championship, we just save lives. That's like it. that's that's all that matters, though, right? That's the bigger picture. Yeah, you know, is to take the take the. Uh, the Do you believe that you've actually saved lives? Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm one of them. You know, uh, coming from the inner city, you know, uh, you know, seeing the things that we seen growing up, uh, enduring the things that we that we come from, you know, and just, you know, being able to uh, to say that you're a diamond in the rough, you know, um, like they say, we got out the mud, you know, and I'm one of them guys that started getting out the mud, and then once everybody else seen like, hey man, we could do this thing, you know, um, now here come the Marshawn Lattimans, the Justin Hardy, sure, the Frank Carks. You know, uh, don't forget about him. Of course. You How know, can I? He just got he just a got paid. stack. Uh, big money. Yeah. You know? and, and that's all it's about, you know, is uh, guys doing better than me. You know, then the next guy do better than the next guy. I also feel like, though, for all these young guys, they see how much you keep giving back. And then it's not about putting pressure, but it's a guideline. Yeah, for It's sure. a lighthouse. You know, it's, it's, it's just like anything else. Because I'm sure you see effect. some NFL players that get paid and then separate. For sure. And it's it's the ego that takes over. You know, I just think that uh, with the marathon that we have, you know, uh, from shout out, Nipsey. you know, yeah, for sure, that's a great guy. But uh, with the marathon that we have, as far as you know, uh, who started it, the middle part of it, and yeah. then now we got these guys like Frank Cart, Marshawn Latterman, Justin Hardy, you know, Shane Wynn, uh, you know, it's it's a lot more. Willie Henry, you mm. know, you know, we got guys Jeez, around. I didn't even realize he's from there too. Yeah, we got guys around the league, you know, and uh, we just try to just, you know, lead by example. That's all you can really do. So my dad coached me basketball a good portion of my life, and sometimes it was great. You know, sometimes you come off a win and you're in that ride home and you're talking about that one play that worked. It's awesome. Sometimes I could not fucking stand it. I didn't get enough action. Now, you're a little bit different than me. But was it ever tough to having this role model that never wavered? Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, uh, you know, football, my father was like the best guy ever. You know, football, you know, uh, you know, we hung out, we, we kicked it, you know, we laughed, we joked. But then when track season came around, he was like the worst guy ever. Really? You know, I mean, I remember my senior year, uh, you know, I went in there and told him it was too hard. You know, and he liked to grill at a table and, like, just broke it in half and said, it's too hard. Like, this is what I pay you to do. This is why we do this, you know. Wow. And uh, Wait, he broke the table. In half. He was upset when you upset. said, boom, table. Boom, table. Gone. Wow. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> like, you know, and I felt like the guys had set me up, you know. Yeah. And then, uh, oh, because everybody was telling you, man, can you go talk to your pops? Practice is too, too hard. Too hard. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm beasting it. You know what I'm saying? You're but like, then, I'm fine. I'm fine, but then I'm trying to. But now the table's not. No, nobody was after that, you know. And then, you know, it kind of set a guideline of, uh, you know, when to speak up and when not to. You mm -hmm. know, and that's what kind of like led me through the league, you know, uh, learning when to speak up, learning when you know your role and, and, and accepting your role, you know. And, yeah. Uh, you know, like I said, man. Because Pops know, is going to be harder on you than anybody else. Well, it, it, it was kind of like opposite. Really? You know, because I knew what he wanted. You can you know? lead without being it, led. Yeah. So it was just like, you know, hey, man, we better just do this, man, get it over with. You know, it, that might be our best deal to try to go around the corner and not do it. And then we all in trouble. Mm. You know, like, you know what I'm saying? And, I mean, it was times where, you know, uh, if I didn't run and it was always a track. Not really in football. Football was like a leisure in high school. Mm. Like track was like the main subject. Is football still fun? Oh yeah, for sure. You know, isn't that funny? You had work was track, but football has always been fun. Been fun. You know, I mean, uh, 
the time that I put in the track made football easy, you know. And uh, with me always being a little guy, you know, uh, 170 or 180, you know, uh, you know, I was able to run around guys, you know. But in track, it was more like mental. You were the national champion in the 110-meter hurdles. There was a thought that you might compete in the 2008 Olympics. How close were we to that actually, to you being a permanent track guy? Um, I wouldn't say a permanent track guy, but, you know, it's just like what the guys are doing with the, with the major leagues and, and football is yeah. really quarterbacks, you know. But, uh, it oh, was like, baseball, you mean? Yeah, baseball, like, you know. Uh, like a dual sport Dual star. sport, you know, but sometimes uh, baseball might take off before football or football might take off before for baseball. But in my case, it was like, you know, I miss going to the Olympics by one second. You know, did you really? Uh, by one second, I ran forty six five. I had to run forty five five to be a qualifier. To you who know, beat you out? Do you remember? Uh, Zach Logan. Never he heard of me. him. Never. But I've heard of Ted Ginn Jr. Yeah. No, I'm just but you know, uh, it's just kind of ironic because I talked to Zach almost twice a month. Wow. You know, for for all these years, you know, um, that was my only loss that I had in track. It was to Zach Logan, wow. and we still talk to this day. You know, and uh, so you ran. Your whole life. My whole life. And that's the 1L. That's the 1L. What is it like to walk into any room and go, I'm the fastest motherfucker in this room? Well, you know, it's, uh, it's, it, it, it's a big state. You know, it's a, it's a big mind state. And uh, you just got to keep up with it, you know, and do the proper things to make sure that you still be the fastest guy in the room. Can you tell, like, by somebody's body type if they're fast or not? Yes. What do I need to look for for the future? <laughs> you just well, size me up for a second. I'm not fast. Don't worry. Well, man. you know... Um, it's all in technique. You know, I really went out and learned how to run. You know, uh, there's a lot of guys out here that's, that's extremely fast. But without the special techniques and the way you shape your hands and the way you move your elbows and you get your knees up and things like that, um, you know, that's what they lose it at. You know, and that might be that second or that tenth of a second, you know. And I really learned track, and my father really learned track. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. As much as he is a football coach, he's an excellent track Who coach. did he learn from? A book. So this man picked up a book and then... Learned, picked up a book and then, you know, just going out and seeing different races. Do you remember the book's name? No, no. How then, to Run by John Q. Brown. <laughs> well, by Ted Ginn Sr. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, he used to go out and, you know, like the little meter stick that you see on the road that, that push out the little orange stuff. Sure. You know, I mean, he used to get that and we used to go to Edge Water Park as a... Uh, down in Cleveland, and um, he made a, a hill out of nothing, you know. And he would take this little thing, and we would gradually go up 400 yards, and then we would sprint out, you know. I mean, we did a lot of things that uh, he can't do right now with a lot of kids, you know. Right. They would probably put him under the jail. <laughs> you you were part of the era right before parents started getting involved too much For and sure. saying practice is too hard. Yeah, we was part of the era, like, go with him. You, you, you with him, you stuck with him, and I don't care what he do to you. You know what I'm saying? And nowadays, we don't have that. You no. Know, nowadays, if you push a kid too hard, you want to go down to the state and say, hey, um, he pushed me too hard or he, he yelled at me and all this different stuff like that. And then the parents like to jump on board. And then Look, bro, you, you were drafted the same year as AP. Yeah, for sure. I've been you know on I mean? AP since we was 14, 15. I, I just looked. I want to finish more about your speed. Pro day, you're at a four three seven. This was coming off an injury in the championship game, where I think we can all say, "Roy, <laughs> calm down." Uh, you're at a four three seven. You were timed as fast, apparently, at, at Ohio State at four two eight. But you have told people that you've run a four two two. Yeah, is that the fastest that you've run? Yes. 
Where? What was that day? Um, I had came off a. Um, we was in uh, Maryland, D.C. I was in an indoor track uh, meet, and then we went up to Penn State, and uh, it was clocked on hand time. But you know, they gave me thing like four two five or four two six, but on hand time it was four two two, you know. And I, I it just come from you know the day before, you know, uh, loose. I, Loose. I had took a, uh, I took like third in the hurdles, you know, and uh, and I was just coming straight off basketball, like you know what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm just coming straight oh, off basketball. Are you can hoop too? Yeah, probably not that good, but you know, I was more like a uh, Eric break. Snow. <laughs> and you know Eric Snow. Yeah, you know. Dude, I'm a, I'm a Sixers fan. I'm a, I'm a set. I'm a set the offense up. I'm a play defense. You know. Fist, fist. Yeah, you know, and uh, try to get it to the hot guy. You know, that was my deal. When you run a four-two-two, how did the coaches at Penn State look at you afterwards? You know, I mean, it was just like, wow. But, you know, <laughs> for, from being from Ohio, they was just like, we're not getting this guy. Get this guy. Yeah. So at least they have it in the scouting report for when they face you. Yeah. I'm a firm believer that I would love NFL players to run the 40 every year because I think, like, I think it's crazy that Odell's listed 40 time is 4 4 1. Mm hmm. That's what it's going to be for the rest of his life. Yeah. And he's not a 4 for one guy. Just like you're probably like 4 three, seven. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not a 4 three, seven. Yeah. Am I crazy? No, you're not crazy, but it's just, uh, you know, as you get older, you know, some guys really lose it, you know. Uh, and they have more football speed than 40 speed, you know. And uh, that's why they're just happy with what, what they have, you that, know. That one time when that they're one 22 time years old. 20, yeah, you know. Because the other thing is, as people have said this, we should run the 40 with pads on. Do you agree with that? Um, I mean, you, you can. Have you, know? you known people that were fast and the pads went on, all of a sudden they weren't that fast anymore? Yeah, for sure. You know, uh, I mean, you, you, you tend to lose. I mean, you have, what, 80 pounds close to 60 to 80 pounds worth of, worth of weight on you. Damn. You know, um, once you put a helmet, shoulder pads, now you got to wear thigh pads and knee pads and hip pads and all yeah. this stuff now. Uh, you know, um, it, it do take a tenth or, or, or so off, you know. So. I'm sure. All right, so uh, I'm just going through your whole history right now. Uh, championship game, 2007, opening kickoff. We're taking it 92 yards to the house. For sure. Um did you think they would actually kick it to you? Yeah. When the ball was in the air, can you take everybody through what it's like to return a kick? Like, what is it like mentally? Like, what are you thinking when the ball's in the air? Are you checking? How does that work? Well, you know, um, it's two different ways. You know, you have a kickoff return and you have putts. You know, uh, I would visually say that I see more camera flashing than the ball, you know. But, um, you know, you you know, you, you, you line yourself up. Um you hope that your other ten guys is in the right spot, and um, you just try to hit the hole. You know, it's a little different now um, as a kickoff return. But back in the day, you know, you had markers that you get to, and, and if you got past the markers, you kind of knew, like, mm. I'm to the house. Like, you know what I'm saying? And uh, all week we kept hearing about this Florida team being so fast, and uh, Reggie Nelson, yes, and all these guys just being blazing fast. So in my head, I'm like, man, first time I touched. And this, this is thing, an incredible Florida team. Yeah, like when a, you look at who they've put in the NFL every, now, everybody, everybody, everybody. You yes. got uh, Cam Newton, Tebow. Uh, oh, that's right, he was the backup. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all, all, uh, Chris League. I mean, you have. You, I can't even do the list. There's like 30 guys. Uh, 
Ray Riley McDonald's. Cooper, Aaron Hernandez, like everybody was on that yeah, team. Yeah, I mean, they was babies at the time, but the guys that was on the field, you know, uh, like Ray McDonald and, yeah. you know, guys I'll like pull that. I'll pull it up. Um, but, you know, it was just like, man, I just wanted to show him my speed. And once I did, it kind of like gave him an eye-opener, like, man, that dude just ran past Reggie Nelson with no problem, like, you know what I'm saying? And uh, after it happened, you know, uh, I could really say that Reggie Nelson came over because he just lost his mom. Uh, right before that game, you know, to uh, catch Sure. And, um, you know, I was walking off the field, and I remember Reggie Nelson coming over. I had my towel on my head with the crutches and everything. And he was just like, man, keep your head up. You know, um, you're a real special guy. You know, and uh, and I went in the locker room, you know. And, uh, you know, it was just, you know, I just wanted to just show them guys. Because uh, you had Urban Meyer. Uh, sure. You know how ignorant he is, you know, and. You know, he, he he kicked that thing off, and I just wanted to just be special and help me be nice pick. So you go there, you get the touchdown, and then Roy Hall, during the celebration, slides in. Twisted an ankle, was it? I, I uh, broke my foot. Fucking motherfucker. But I missed the surgery. Uh, but, I'm, but I'm saying, if that didn't happen, what kind of a show do you think you could have put well, on the rest trouble. of the game? They was in trouble. You know, uh I remember like yesterday, uh, once I came out, they doubled Gonzo yep. and then sent the ends. And and at that point, Troy couldn't do anything because no. they just loaded the box and everything yep. was underneath and you were the top popper. Yep. Like you were, but if, if you didn't get hurt, what I was we playing thinking? quarterback. I was playing um, halfback. Like, oh, this was all in the play. It was all in the, I had a game formation. And we just uh, didn't get to see just it. just didn't get to see it. You know, Trestle's no. idea was to. Get this dude to the NFL and show him that he's one of the best players that we ever had. At any position. At any position. You know. Oh. And, so uh, we were going to see you at quarterback, quarterback in the national championship. All that type of stuff. I was throwing the ball. I was running reverses. Like, they I bet you that game. month of practice was so much fun for it was, you. It was. It was. It was so crazy. <laughs> you know. Uh, you know, I like just going down there, just, you know, being in the national championship. uh uh, one of the biggest games of my life, um, all the paparazzi around there and the media and, and, you know, just being that guy, you know, it kind of gave you the stage of what the next level was going to be, you know. And there was and, uh, also something about the SEC always calling the Big Ten slow. And that's what and it was. And you ran by them all. And that's that, that's all that's what I said. That, that the whole week was just, oh, man, them guys fast. We got to do this. We got to do that. Like. Who y'all talking about? I'm like, the fastest dude the on the field. Let's do it, you know, and, yeah. I, and that's what I just tried to show. Man, I'm so upset. But what's funny is, is like I go and I look at your Instagram page, and you literally list yourself as. Hold on, I'm looking at your dad's Instagram page. Mm-hmm. Hold on, you don't even you don't even have a position named on your Instagram page. What do, what do you call yourself? Uh, wide receiver specialist. New Orleans Saints receiver specialist. We're 13 years in, and we still don't know what position you are. Yeah, Isn't just, that crazy? You know, uh, I just like to go out. I just like to play football. You know, uh, know your role, accept your role, and play it. You know, uh, like I tell guys all the time, man, I've been the number one. I've been the number two. I've been the number three. I've been the number four. Mm. You know, I've been a guy couldn't even get on the field, you know, uh, in, in my journey of these 13 years, you know. And uh, I accepted every last one of them for what they was worth. And every time I get another opportunity, I just show you who I am. Is it hard to 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 go and be a three or to go and, and be, like, waiting for someone to go in? Like, how do you deal with that? Well, you know, um, it's all about your mental. You know, uh, you know, when I was a number three, you know, I had a guy like Brandon LaFell and Steve Smith. 
you know, and them guys was 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 great for what they do. You know, what I mean, Steve Smith is always great. You know, what I'm saying, and Brandon Field was there for a while. He knew his position, sure. he knew his role, solid number you two. Know, so he was a solid number two. So I was happy to be the number three. You know, what, what I'm saying? were those wide receiver meeting rooms like with Steve Smith? It was great. I sat right next to him. He called me Pookie. You know, but uh, <laughs> why would he call you Pookie? Because you know. Uh, you know, I used to nod a little bit, you know what I'm saying? So he would keep me up. But once he realized that I can play, mm. and once he realized that I had the ability to play in this, in this game, you know, um, he showed me so many different tricks and traits sure. that I kind of use now. Because what's know? funny is if a guy like Steve Smith, who I believe went undrafted, right? Mm-hmm. Or no. Did he? No. No, Steve. Steve might have been like a second s- round. No. I'm checking right now. Steve Smith, wide receiver. Third, I'm going to say. He was drafted third round, 74th overall. But you're a guy that goes top 10. And Steve's a chip on his shoulder type of guy. And I bet you he normally hates top 10 guys because he's all about proving himself. How did you guys work through that? Or was it just he saw you make a play? My my first uh, uh, run in with Steve Smith was over a foot massager. Yeah. So um, I came in and. uh, I sat at the front, and they told me that was Steve Smith's seat over here to the left. And I was like, cool, I'm going to sit right here, like, you know. And uh, I was using a foot massager, you know, and I was, you know, sitting there. I was, you know, you know, my feet, you know. And I guess somebody in the room must have called him, like, to again for using your foot massager. It was his foot massager? Yeah. Oh, no. So uh, one day he come in, and he just look at me and say, uh, I need a new foot massager. I said, okay, just like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Went out, got him the best foot massager. I came back in, handed it to him, and he was like, thank you, like that. <laughs> Super angry. Yeah. So, uh, but then eventually he came to me and he said, you know, the reason why I don't like other people putting their feet on my stuff because I had staff here and there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So he broke it down to me. But, you know, it was the re- it was the uh, respect that you have. It was like, some alpha dog yeah. stuff. So, yeah. you know, uh, I know you're the OG in here. You know what I'm saying? And I did it without asking you. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it ain't no reason for me to act all hard and cocky. Yeah. I just do what you asked me to do. And now we became best friends. Best friends. You know what I'm saying? And Man, all over a foot massage. A foot massage. I could have gone really bad. Could have went bad. You could have been like, nope. Nope. My feet are better than Man, your feet. I mean, I was like the second oldest guy in the room at the time, you know. Might have been a third. Yeah. You know? So it was like, who are you talking to? I could have been like that, but just out of respect and what I know uh, from my father and, and, you know, the guys that come before you and the guys that come after you. you sure. Know? Uh, it's all about respect. You know, if you give respect, man, it can take you a long way. And that's what it did. I feel know? like there's respect built into even your number. Yeah, for sure. Tell me about 19. So, you know, uh, first round life pick, Bernie Clothes One nine. You know, uh, my father wore 19. Uh, and he wore it for Bernie with the Cleveland ties and all that? No, not really. My father was a uh, father played center in wow. high school. And then in semi-pro, he played quarterback. And I remember I still had the jerseys at home where, you know, uh, he had the 1-9, you know, and um, it just it's just a special number. In, in our in our in our family right now. Wow! So you went first round ninth pick, and yeah. you guys were like, "This is fate." Yeah. Everyone else is what the fuck Brady Quinn, and you guys are like, "We were destined for this." <laughs> moment. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, it, it, we just put the time in, and once you put the time in, we, we got we got the blessing out of it. Is there a phrase that your dad says the most? Um, 
There's a lot of them. Let's hear some of the best hits. Uh, These are Ted Ginn Sr.'s greatest yeah. hits. Well, you know, you know, we had a thing like sweat blood, you know, uh, and that means like, you know, put all the time in and when you're with your guys, you're going to sweat and you're going to bleed. Mm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Uh, sweat blood. Uh, one heartbeat. You know, you got to have one heartbeat to be a team. Like, you know, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's. There's so many that you've so heard many. that you just shake your head and you're yeah. like, that's a classic. Yeah. Um, I remember, I remember, uh, kicked the guy off and telling you, you off the team indefinitely. Like, you know, and, and that's like something that we just. So when he yells definitely, it's, it's over. Like, like it's over. <laughs> but we'll see you next, next day though. Oh, really? Know? Oh, you're off the um, team definitely, but be back be tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, he was just a special guy, especially in our era. Sure. You know, and he's still a special guy. Yeah. But it was like, uh, I mean, I watched him make a, I watched one guy named Freddie Lennox play for Cincinnati, went to Ohio State for for a little bit. Uh, he walked from 50, from Edgewater to 55th. You How know, far just, is that? That's about 70 blocks. Damn. You know what I'm saying? It's like seven miles. Yeah. And. Just, 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 just little things that you know. Just growing up and just seeing him do, and uh, if you miss practice, you might be sitting in your front living room when you come home. Like how, like how did you get? How here? did you get here? How, how did you get in? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He climbed uh, in the window just you to know, make the uh, point. We just had so many, like we had so, so much of a family oriented type deal. Yeah. When we was coming up, that uh, we got, we relied on each other, but then in the same sense, we knew what we was doing. How often do you rely on him now? A lot. Really? You know what I mean? I'm still my dad. Of course. Uh, I probably get coached up more by him than my own receiver coach. That's awesome. Uh, he watched film more than probably the Saints do. So you you'll know. go over there, and, and instead of having a nice family dinner, he's got the clicker, the cowboy. Yeah. Going through your, going. your feet positioning versus slot versus outside, like, eye timing. You know, he really don't know what's going on, but he's just a football coach. So he can know? see it. So he can see it. I mean, he could tell you, well, y'all, I think y'all lost the game like right here, sir. Like, you know what I'm saying? If, you know, especially when uh, I used to drop a couple passes, you know, he used to be like, well, that's your fault. Like, you know. Can I talk was, about drop passes really yeah. quick? I had one of my bosses here say that the most exciting play in sports is a 50-50 Ted Ginn ball because you have no idea what's going to happen. <laughs> How, like, I, I think that you've made some of the most exciting plays ever, and there's been some drops yeah. that have happened. What, what, have, what has people talked to you about it? What's your relationship with well, it? Like I always say, I never led the NFL in drop balls. Now, I probably led the NFL the most exciting drop balls, <laughs> but... Uh, not drop balls. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. And you know, it's, it's it's one deal that I, you know, take heed to now. You know, uh, especially with the coach that I have now. Who is your coach now? CJ. Okay. Curtis Johnson, and uh, he's real big about drop balls. Like, you well, know I mean, Drew's saying? gonna put it right on, right on you. You know, and uh, it's kind of hard to drop a pass from from Drew. It's so nice, yeah, soft. soft, like yeah. a baby. You know. Uh, but Cam Newton, that's an easy ball to drop. Nah. Not really. Cleo Lemon. Cleo. Cleo was a <laughs> no, Cleo was a good was a great quarterback. Was he? Yes, he was. I only know that that was the first touchdown you ever caught was Cleo Lemon. Yep, in, in London. Yeah. Yep, a bang a bang eight in the side. I didn't realize it was international too. Yeah. I had the first score over there. You had the first score in London history? When, when they prong when they brought it back. Wow, you're like George Washington. <laughs> That's <know>. incredible. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, but but your relationship with drops. So like early on 
like compared to now, how do you view it? Like, how do you mentally bounce back from it? But also, like, how did you train then compared to now? Well, you know, uh, I was a DB at one point in time in my life. You know what I'm saying? And I always take that next play. You know, a DB give up a touchdown, but he still got to play DB. Mm. Excuse me, a DB or drop a pass, he still got to play DB. Do you think wide receivers are that good to forget shit? Or got to. But who's better? It sounds like you think that DBs are better at forgetting plays. I don't think I wouldn't say that. I just that's the way I train in my my mental. You know, uh, is you know it's the next play. We was always taught that. You know, especially in high school, it's the next play. Is there one ball you wish you could have back the most? It's like two. Ooh, uh, the one uh, the one against uh, Indianapolis coach when I was with the Miami Dolphins in the back of the end zone. Oh, that was like your rookie year, was yeah. it? And you had a huge game, too. I had too. a huge game. Like 11 catches, but then there was like two balls oh, in the end zone. Those two right there, I wish I could. I don't I know could. why I remember those right now. <laughs> so <laughs> those, those two. Those two, I wish I could get back. What ha- Take me through those plays. I mean, one, one was I, I misjudged it. I thought I was, you know, going out of bounds, but I still had more, oh, yeah. more yards to go. And then the other one was just run through it, you know, and worry about your feet later, you know, and that's something that I learned as I went on sure. was catch the ball first and worry about your feet later. Mm. So that's one. What was the other catch? The other oh, one. it was those two. Those two. Damn, so it goes, that's 13 years ago, Ted. Yeah. Still. Did you ever come up in your head like? Because I got benched uh, after that. I had a great game. Who's your coach? Uh, Tony Sperano. Rest in peace, Tony Sperano. Rest in peace, Tony Sperano. Uh, I got benched. And uh, they only let me do special teams, and I came up here and played the Jets. And didn't you return one to the house? Two of them. Oh, excuse back to me. Back. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> In a minute and three seconds. More fun. Kick return, punt return, interception return for a touchdown. <sighs> I will probably say punt return. Punt return's one. What's two? Kickoff return. And then interception return third. Yeah. So why is a punt return more exciting for you than a kick return? Because of the judgment of it. Like, you got to sit back there. You got to let this fight kick it to you. Then you got to worry about these gunners. And then, then you got to worry about this PP in the center. And then after that, it's touchdown. So are you saying it's easier to do a punt return? Or I feel like kick returns are figured out on a Tuesday, like the structure of it all. But a punt return, like if it goes left, it's just all well, you. you. Yeah. That, I mean, it's, it's more exciting to me as mm. a punt returner than it is a kickoff returner, especially now in this age. Uh, right now, you're really being a running back back there. If you bring that ball out, you got to try to just get up in here. It's yes. man-to-man blocking. There's no more wedges no. and different things like that. Uh, there's no more uh, four-man wedges. See, we had a four-man wedge back in the day. Jeez. So, you know, you got five. You got about four or five people trying to hit this one wedge. Like you know what I'm saying? And so all the attention is right on this there. wedge, and then now I can go here, go there, or I can split through it. You know? Yeah, punt return is just all free fall. Man, what yeah. is your, uh, in your mind, your favorite or best punt return of all time? Eagles. Damn, I hate you. I'm an Eagles fan. <laughs> that was like your rookie year yeah, too. Eighty-two yards. Yeah. Who is the best punt returner of all time? Best punt returner. Um, but, you know, uh, Tevin Hester is one of my guys. Yeah. You know, I like what Dion used to do. And I'm always a Charles Wilson fan. Metcalf was up there. Metcalf. Nah. Brian uh, West- Hall. Brian Mitchell. Da- oh, D'Angelo Hall. Dante Hall. Dante Hall. Incredible. Can't forget about him. I mean, he's one of the guys that really came up with the 
in my mind, you know, he started that one, two, three deal where you go one, two, three, one, two, three, and then you hit it. Can you stretch out the defense a little bit to create a lane lane for yourself? yourself. It's kind of like passing around a zone in basketball. Yeah, Yeah. then you hit that middle guy, you throw the hook shot. Fastest guy in the NFL right now? Me. Wow. (laughs) Didn't even tell. I feel like most people tell me Tyreek Hill. Yeah. I mean, I respect him. Okay. I give him his respect. You know, a guy get a ball in his hand and he shoots out of there, you know, and then uh, he gets up on you really fast and he can run good routes from time, you know, but uh, me. You. You don't even need to give any reasoning. You. Uh, I've been doing it for a while. It's, it's out there. It's on film. So if you ran a four three seven at your pro day, what do you think you would run right now? Same. How have you maintained that? Well, you know, uh, it's the way that you, you eat. It's the way that you train, you know. Uh, Bro, I'm about to go on a diet. Can I hear like a Ted Ginn diet? So right now I just started uh, no no steak, no no chicken. Oh, you're uh, doing the Cam Newton. You're going to go vegan on us? Yeah. little you little know, fish uh, vegan status? Yeah, you know, I, I think, you know, you know, I sat out a couple games last year, and uh, I think it has something to do with my diet. What know? were you eating? Everything. Because I always been little, like so you've never had small, to worry. So about I never it. had to worry about it. I, I always had to like pack on pounds, like yeah. And then I'm getting to the point where it's just like, you know, this is you. Um, I'm been between 175 and 183 my yeah. whole career. Well, my whole life, like you know what I'm saying. So I've been is, between 210 and like 235 yeah. my whole life. life. Wait, so what are your biggest vices? Like, what are the foods that are, are going to be the hardest for you to stop eating? A steak. I like a butterfly steak. Well done. <laughs> and, we uh, have a debate. Uh, my, and me and my girl, we only eat medium well. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the fan base gets very upset because the world's obsessed with medium rare steaks. Yeah. And I can't do it anymore. I, I can't eat nothing that, like, slimy or, like, bleeds. Yeah. can't do it. No, no, not at all. I don't understand how that's healthy. I don't think it is. I think it's actually a snobby restaurant culture where you go and they go, medium rare. Yeah. This is how the chef prefers yeah. it. And I'd be like, yeah, I like well, my food cooked. Burn my eye, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So some people you've played with. Uh, what's also crazy is you've now been on two Super Bowl teams. Mm-hmm. Everybody, I think, remembers the 2015 Panthers. Mm-hmm. I don't think everyone remembers you were on that 2011 49ers team. Yeah. And which is one of the most talented teams Team. ever. Mm-hmm. And then Beyonce knocks the power out. The Ravens beat you in the Super Bowl. If that power outage doesn't happen, Ted Ginn. We, we don't want that. You think so? Yeah, we gave them time to rewarm up, get back right. What were you guys doing as that was happening? Stretching. Well, they was. We was over there like, man, hurry to get the power back on, man. We, we ready to go. Like, you know what I'm saying? But, uh, you know, it goes back to, like, just knowing your role. You know, in that Super Bowl, I was a special teamer. You know, uh, I have I, I enjoyed being a special teamer. Sure. You know, every time I touch the ball in that in that run, you know, I put us in position to either get a field goal or to score every time. You yeah. Know, from the playoff start. And so. and for Forty ers fans, remember, but like you were replacing, and I'm not bringing it up to to make fun of him, but like, uh, what was his name? Fumbled like the the year before. Kyle Kyle Williams. Kyle Williams. So. You were like the missing piece, yeah. like the the stability on the special teams. Yeah. Kaepernick was unbelievable. Yeah. What was it like to watch that ride with him throughout that season? I mean, it it was great. You know, uh, 
you know, it was a little controversy at the beginning uh, yeah. about between him and Alex, Alex Smith, Smith yeah. you know, and the things like that. But uh, I commend Alex Smith for just going ahead and just saying, hey, you know, you, you take it over. I'm going to give me a job next year. So, hey, and, you know, and he, and, did. Uh, and he did and got him some money, too. So, uh, you know, it just it just was it was a great run, man. You had so many uh, number one players on that field. So talented. Uh, you know, from the offense to the defense, even the, even the linemen, you know, uh, you know, uh, and it was just, it, it 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 was what it was, you know, man, we enjoyed our time. Uh we had Randy Moss in the building. Wow. You, know, you had Crabtree, Mario Manningham, me, Kyle Williams, you know, all these What was, was all, that room like? It was a great great funny room. I tell you, you that. You got any good Randy Moss stories? Randy yeah, a lot of them. <laughs> you know, I remember uh uh, we all got in trouble because they said that the receivers was boycotting because uh, our coaches didn't let us out late and we couldn't warm up like we were supposed to. Mm. And we like, man, we the receivers. Like, dude. We got to get these pistons get, fired. Like, you know, we just can't go out there cold. And uh, I remember one time, man, we went on our little break. And uh, I remember Crab like, man, I don't want to go back. And Randy Marshall was like, well, we ain't going back. Like that. He was like, if any one of y'all go back, y'all gonna have to deal with me. <laughs> like that. And we sat in our hot tub. And our coach came down there. He demanded us to get out. We was like, all right, we're going to get out. He left. He came back. We were still sitting there. And then we got on the field. You know, we got in trouble or whatever. But, you know, that was and the time. did Randy eventually have to stand up and say something? No, it was just... That's what it was. Yeah, like, yeah, You know, I mean, Randy was on, what, 18 at the time, Probably 17, not. 18 years at the time. So uh, you ain't want no problems with Randy, for real. Did you learn anything from him? Uh, for sure. A lot of things, you know. I mean, he's one of the best guys. Got the hand and eye coordination uh, outside of Odell right now and Landry. Mm. You know, a guy can just stick his hand up, not even look, and it's there, you know. Uh, but, um, you know, he was, he was a great guy, man. He taught us what he, what everything that he knew. Um, Randy was more like a free-for-all, though. Like, you know, if I'm running this post and there ain't nobody over there, throw it over there. Mm. I'm going to go get it. These dudes can't run with me. Or throw it up top. This dude can't jump with me. Like, man. that was more of a, what we learned from Randy at that time. You know, uh, you know, had a quarterback IQ for sure. You know, oh, right? that's all I've ever heard. I mean, the fact that Bill Belichick loved Randy Moss and they would talk a lot, that's because Bill only talks to people that get it. Yeah. And that's all I've ever heard by Randy is that he could diagnose a defense so, so quickly. Yeah. Um, would you pl could you ever play for Harbaugh again? Yeah. Interesting dude. Very. He's a Michigan guy. Yeah, no, that's what I was going to say. It's got to be tough now. It's not tough. I never lost to a Michigan the state. Really? Mm-mm. That rivalry is so fucking great. Man, not a Michigan State, not a Michigan, Eastern Michigan, nobody. I was at your other Super Bowl, mm -hmm. Panthers-Broncos, and it was one of the greatest defensive performances I'd ever seen. On both sides. Both sides. And, yeah, people don't realize, I mean, it was like under 300 yards of total offense, like into the fourth mm -hmm. quarter. Peyton Manning only threw an extra point. It was Peyton Manning's worst season of his career, <laughs> and yet he won the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. But he made one or two big throws. Uh I felt like Cam had you on one deep pass. Mm -hmm. Am I right? Yeah. But that Super Bowl was just, you guys were the fun team all year. You lost, what, your first game and then won 15 straight? straight. That year had to be so much fun. Oh, yeah. You know, like, we, we just put it together. You know, uh, you got to realize Cam is a, is a guy that, you know, loved joy. Like, you know, uh, he loves to be up to, up upbeat. You know, he loved to have the center of the, of the, of the stage, you know, and... Uh, we gave it to him, mm. you know, uh, with us 
you know, losing Kevin Benjamin at the time, you know, uh, that was hard. That I was felt hard like it opened us. up the offense. But though. then it, it it gave us it gave us it gave us life, you know. And I hate that that happened to him, but That's you know, NFL, it's football, man. you yeah. know. Uh, but um, I just remember, you know, when he did go down, and you know, everybody was like, oh, "What are we gonna do?" Because he had just came off a great year, huge you know? year. Uh, I want to say about twelve hundred yards or something like that. Um, so like he's six five. You like you had a lot to go, and then you bring back Ted. You know, you got Devin Funches. Jericho you know, Cotri, I think, was Cotri on the team. come back. Olsen. Uh, Olsen. Then you have Philly Brown. So you had, like, you had, like, the mixture of big and tall speed. You guys had, in my mind, one of the perfect basketball teams. Yeah. Like, everybody had, like, Greg Olsen's going to be, your, like, your power forward, mm-hmm. and you're going to be, like, your, Two your stretch three, guy. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, like, uh, I just remember that, uh, you know, it took a lot of work that people didn't see, you know, with, with dealing with guys that you kind of say couldn't play, you know. Um, and we had that chip on our shoulder. I'm sure. Know, uh, you know, me and Philly was your one and two, and then you bring Devin in as your three. You know, and, excuse me, Jericho Cotri was, you know, the, the mastermind behind everything. He could play everything. Really? Like, he could play everything. You could put him at X, you could put him at Z, you could put him at F. Like, He's had some of the best catches in the history of the NFL. And yeah. nobody ever talks about Jericho Cotri. I mean, I mean he's, he's, a, he's a great guy, you know, uh, on and off the field. You know, a very spiritual guy, um, you know. And if you ever learn anything about his background, then you'll understand why he's like that. Like, What's his know, background? Like, just as far as, you know, uh, his family goes, you know. And, you know, I don't want to. Yeah, 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 it's his stuff. But, um, you know, uh, you know, you you just understand who he really is and why you put that, put that time into what he did for football. Biggest misconception about Cam Newton? Soft. Anybody can take on the whole team. Sometimes ain't ain't soft. Mm. You know, we're 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 so critical of quarterbacks. I've also believed that we're always more critical about black quarterbacks compared to anybody. But Cam, sometimes I feel like I don't know what game other people are watching, where it's like he drops back and nothing's open, and then he's going to try and create for a little bit and then fire it like a missile thirty yards. Or even this last season, like playing with his shoulder injury. Mm-hmm. Like here we are criticizing his play, whereas if somebody else had a shoulder injury, we'd be like, what a warrior! Like even trying like. As the season's already lost, still trying to go out and do it. I just I don't get it sometimes. You know, it's just it's it's, it's the criticisms that come with it with that game with that position. You know, I mean, it, it, it's no different than Drew Brees and his height. You know what I'm saying? It's no different than Tom Brady don't run out the pocket. Like mm. it's, it's it's what what comes with that field. You know, and uh, you know, it just got to be mindful for who they are. You know what I'm saying? Cam is a runner slash passer. Mm. Like, Drew Brees is a setback thrower. Like, mm. you know, Tom Brady's a pocket guy. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just what it is. We don't hear that about Russell. I mean, he could do it all. He stay in the pocket. Everything. He get out the pocket. He make plays on the run. Rodgers, like, Mahomes. Rodgers, Mahomes. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's just, uh, you just got to take for, for that quarterback. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, um, with, with us having a speculation of being black a little bit, you know, it'd be kind of hard. You yeah. Know? It ain't no different than a uh, lobster guy, you know, James Wilson. Like, James uh, Wilson. Like, he's great. He's yeah. He's a great guy. Like, he can really throw the football. He can really play. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But all the stuff that happens off the field, he get criticized oh, so James much. Oh, James Winston. James yeah. Wilson. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So it's just like, what? 
Like, Look, man, I, I, this show, we talk a lot about how I think some teams use the media during, like, contract years to put out certain things and, like, mess up type of stuff like that. But um, uh, the, I'm curious, when did you realize, like, what was your first experience of going in and going, this Drew Brees cat is different? Maybe not even just, like, playing football, whether it's the weight room or whatever. Like, when did you go, oh, he, like, has leadership pumping through his veins? We got rid of I played against him for three years. At Purdue? No, in Carolina. Oh, sure, sure, so sure. So it was like, um, you know, we'll be up. You know, we'd be up. One time we was up 35-7. Yeah, and then next day, you know, it's 35-35. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, wow. And he only losing, you know, a certain amount of time on the clock. Like, he's just a perfectionist. And uh, I watched them for many years. Like, man, I wonder what their offense is like. Like, mm. like how is it? It just seemed like guys get open so much. And Sean Payton, man. You know what I'm saying? And then once I got there, you know, the duo that they have with each other is amazing. You know? You're talking about Sean and, and, and Drew. And Drew. Like, it's, it's a duo. You know what I mean? They both see the same things at certain times, you know what I'm saying? And when one see the one might see it different than the other and he gonna respect that and then it might be vice versa, he's gonna respect that. And you, you know, had like, never seen anything like that. Never this seen before. nothing like that. Before. What what was an example where you're like their connection's wild? When you well sometimes you call a timeout and it ain't just uh but this is what what we gonna do, like you, like most coaches, it's like Drew, what do you see? Sean, what do you see? Let's come to a common ground, and then we're going to go out there and we're going to run the best play that we think we should run. And you guys got to feel so confident. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, just knowing that, you know, uh, both of them put the time in. Like like Sean, Payton, like Sean Payton say all the time, you up just to be up. I'm up working. Mm. You know what I'm saying? He's a badass motherfucker. Yeah, I mean, he's one of the, one of the greatest uh, coaches that – really be with the players like take a lot of player input yes you know what I'm saying? And don't have a reason not to like, do you think coaches don't because they're afraid yeah sometimes yeah i mean but that's the game like uh, that's like lebron james and, and lou like yeah if you don't let lebron tell you what he see then how are we gonna be great right you know what i'm saying is lebron didn't come in and say hey man we could we could come back down three one Let's just do it like this, do it like this. Like, right. And the coach got to be able to say, okay, let's do it sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Because that's why they're great. That's yes. why that guy's going to be – Drew Brees going to be in the Hall of Fame because he sits up and he studies from 6 in the morning to 12 at night. That crazy. Yeah. And then John Payton is going to be a Hall of Fame coach because he sits up at 6 in the morning to 4.30 at night. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? And, like, for a, a place to have bump beds, like, they got eight bump beds, 12 bump beds. Like, you ain't got to go home. Just go upstairs, get you a couple hours. Who and sleeps in the bunk beds? Every, all the coaches sometimes. You, you know, you, defense, offense, you know, if you have to stay over late and you don't want to drive home. Yeah. Go upstairs. Get Is that bed. common from your experience? 13 Never seen years it before. Before. Really? And so when you see coaches sleeping at the facility, how does that impact the 53? Like, man, we got to be on our stuff. Like, you know, I mean, you know, I, I just – I come from a coaching background, so I understand, like, when a coach sees something and, and he want to get it out. Like, 
Like, I, I remember, you know, a play was like, this guy's going to walk down, Ted. He's going to do it. Watch. He's going to do it. We're going to pump him. Like, you know what I'm saying? And it happens, and then you just be like, thank you, Jesus. I got this coach to understand the game. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? I mean, they make it more fun for you. Of they course. make it more fun for the team. Because I'm sure you've had coaches that said, he's going to come down, and we're going to pump him. And, and you get in the situation, and he's yeah. on the other side of the field. Yes. And you know then you, I call it the disease of doubt. It's that if you keep telling me things are going to happen and they don't, I'm not going to believe you when they do because yeah, I'm like, going to think that's lucky. Yeah, it's just like your child. Mm. You're you keep, right. If you keep saying, if, if you, you keep, do that again, I'm going to I'm going to do something. And then you never do it. He's going to keep doing it. Or I'm going to get you that bike. And then that bike. What never percentage come. of the time that Sean Payton tells you something, it happens? Ninety-five. Wow. Ninety-six percent. Is there any teams that you think Sean can't figure out? Because I feel like he can figure out almost anybody. Yeah. Between them two, they mm. they going to figure it out. Do they have sure. a nickname? No, I, I call them the duo. You just call them the duo? The duo. Great duo. And, you know, uh, I, I just like it because they believe in who they believe in. Right. No matter the name. Right. You know, and hey, I- if we got this kid over here, he can play. We're going to figure out what he's good at and what he, what he can do best, and we're going to use him. Like, I, I look at your team right now, and I see the chess pieces that are available. Mm-hmm. I see you scaring teams. And you're, how are you feeling health-wise right now? Good. So you scaring teams deep, which I think was missing last year. Mm-hmm. Michael Thomas can do anything you want. Mm-hmm. Alvin Kamara could do anything you want. Taysom Hill is becoming this guy that I think sucks the soul out of people. Mm-hmm. That in the fourth quarter, it's third and three, and Drew Brees stands outside, and he gets the run. You're like, man, they're backup dude that I don't even know what his position is. What is his name? And <laughs> then you add Jared Cook, mm-hmm. who I believe is one of the biggest mismatches at tight ends in the NFL. I mean, you guys have to go out there on offense and go, who's going to fuck with us? Nobody. Yeah, I mean, once you spread us out. It's going to be hard. Yeah. You know, and that's one of our best things is spreading out. You know, and, uh, you know, when you got Mike, Ted, Alvin, Cook, uh, and whoever else you want to plug in there, you know, uh, from uh, whoever, like, it's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be good. You over that call yet? Say it again. You over that call? Oh, yeah, for sure. How long did it take you? You're a coach's son, so I'm sure you did it quickly. Yeah, it probably took me about a, two weeks. I'm sure you're tired weeks. of people asking that question. I mean, it's, it's, it's one of the biggest controversies in a long time. And just like I said, when it happened, we'll get a rule out of it. You would, And you got one. And we got one. And it's just something that we have to live with for the rest of our lives. But, you know, uh, we, we, we have an opportunity to do it again. And that's all it's about. You know, uh, we can't go into the next season thinking that that call is going to bless us. We got to go in this season like, man, we're back. Get ourselves together. Mm-hmm. Let's play football because it's a whole new season. It was fucking bullshit. Yeah, for sure. Man, it's just so I, I think that the ref should get some type of penalty, you know. But other than that, you know, uh, everybody makes his mistakes. It yes. ain't no different than a drop ball or a fumble or whatever it is. Uh the I mentioned Brady Quinn earlier. You you go the second wide receiver taking that draft, and I went back and looked this morning. You are undoubtedly the second best wide receiver that came out of that draft. For sure, over Dwayne Bow, over Sidney Rice, only behind Calvin Johnson. 
and it's funny that the time this we just experienced the draft we look at these mock drafts and if it doesn't go according to the mock we think that something went wrong yeah but i look at yours now and go who had the better career you or brady quinn <laughs> is it is it funny to like look back at it now well you know uh because it's got to be fucking weird getting booed well, you, you know, especially at a young age, I've been getting booed for a long time. I was a coach's son, so it was always he's oh. not as good as he as mm. y'all say. Um, he's so only it getting this opportunity because of his, his dad. dad. Yeah, like, you know what I'm saying. Until I made a name for myself, you know, and I played like I said, I played behind great guys. You know, Darius Hiley, we used to call him Superman. Mm. Uh, he went to Ohio State. It just didn't pan out like we wanted to. Dante Whitner, Dante Whitner was a Hitner. Before he was hitting her, he was everything. He could play quarterback. He could play tailback. Wow. Tay used to used to get off as the MVP of the of the playing dealer. He had six touchdowns. Man. Like, you know what I'm saying? Uh, man, he can still hit you though. Like, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I played with a lot of great guys to make me become who I am, and I seen a lot. You know, I seen guys like Chris Charleston. You know that played at Toledo at a, at, a, at one point. You know. Uh, Sean, Sean Williams, you know, one of the best backs to come to Glenville. Like, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Terrence Hudson. Mm-hmm. Like, I mark my game after a lot of people. Like, you know what I'm saying? And ain't really from the the big people that you see in the yeah. world. You know, it's just the people that come out of my area. You know, we always had talent, no matter if it's basketball, football, or track. So when they're booing you, who cares? Who cares? Like, I didn't care. I'm going to come in. I'm going to give you what I got. I think you even said right afterwards, you're like, I was surprised by it too. I was, you know, for 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 that for for that to be uh, a quarterback driven point, you know what I'm saying? Sure. And we had just played Brady Quinn and you know in the Fiesta Bowl, and he kind of took us to the wire. Yeah. It was a great defense at that time at Ohio State, you know. And, you know, for me to be, you know, up in the air. With a guy like that, you know, it was amazing that they was like, hey, we're going to take that guy. Oh, sure. Do people come up to you and try to race you on the street? Yeah. Is it a lot? No, I, I have a guy named uh, Mace. Okay. And, uh, not the rapper. No. Nah, well, he is a rapper, but not, not the, the Mace. rapper. He's our rapper in our in our, in our our area. And uh, that was kind of like one of the ways I kind of made money. He'll come Stop. down. Stop. That's incredible. He'll come down and, you know, he said, I'm going to get you today. We'll put a hundred dollars down there. Let's do it. You know what I'm saying? And what age is this? This is this sixteen, seventeen. So sixteen, like, seventeen. You were open for business. I was open you for wanted business. to race. Let's Come go. Where would you guys race? Right there on the football field. So and, and for a guy that been out of shape or not really out of shape, but didn't play sports, you know, he wasn't that far off. So really? he used to give me a race now. Like you know what I'm saying? How much money did you take off this guy? Probably about two, three hundred. That's awesome. But I, f- I would feel like even now, people would come up to you if you were out For sure. and go, Let's go pole to, yeah, pole to pole. And pole I'd just pole. be like, where you check at? So you're always down to do it. I'm always down to do it. Because so, a lot of people refuse. They don't want to either get embarrassed or they slip or they don't, don't want to get hurt. You're kind of like, man, this Let's is what I was it. born to do. Yeah, I've been running from light pole to light pole my whole life. So, so, I'm, so I can say this to people. If you see Ted get on the street. He will race, but you need to have money. Is there a ain't, minimum? Ain't no minimum. It's just one a mile. 10000 or better. 10000 or better? Yeah. Why not? This sounds like a really fun thing. Can, <laughs> I be your, can I be your Don King? Come on with it. All right. Man. 
He is now open for business. Nah. You think you got it? You don't got it. Ted Ginn Jr. is going to go pole to pole against any of you busters. Nah. 10,000. Yeah. Has anyone ever taken you up on this? No. Nah. Has anyone? My last argument was with uh, Chris Johnson. He he came on our show and believes that John Ross, his 40 time was not legitimate and that he should still have the fastest 40 time of all time. I sound like him. Yeah. <laughs> Super. Co- that's all you but fast that's, guys. That's, you know, we had that was my last, uh, my first and last like big argument was with him um, at a pool party in Miami. <laughs> and uh, we had Jory Porter. You had. Oh, hold uh, on. Uh, Vince Young, you Man. had uh, Ocho, you had like you had some guys in there, sure. and Ocho's going to say he's the fastest. And I was like, can't Man, beat just, nobody. Yeah, can't get out of here. Uh, but um, you know that that was the last time that you know uh, it got almost physical and a lot of money got on the line. Wow! But um, I don't, can Chris still run like that? I no, so. I mean you're still streamlined. Man. Yeah, he got he got a little like bit I told. Him, I said like I told. Him, I said Chris, I haven't gained a pound. Say man, you play tailback, bro. Yeah, you got you, beat you, up. You got to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you put but on weight. But this was back in the day, though. This was of back course, in the of day. Course. But you know what I'm saying? It, it, he always had the most respect for me, though. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because a guy to go out there and run when he ran, you know, you got to have some power. Back. Incredible. All right, so then if we're doing, if you could pick four guys in the NFL, including yourself, so three other guys that you're going to put in a heat, who are the three that you think are going to make it a race? We'll put Tyreek in there. For sure. You. And then two other guys. Um, like, are we put Marquise Goodwin in there? 49er? Are we? Yeah. Yeah. That man yeah. can hawk people. He can haul. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, I don't even know. I'll probably say. Uh, John Brown from Cincinnati. Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. Odell. Uh, mm-mm. Mm-mm. I just like hear you saying no. Um, Devere Bird. Okay. Where who is he on? He played for for uh, Arizona, but he was with Carolina. Bird. Eighteen. And he can fly. Fly. I think we should just have like the Ted Ginn Speed Olympics. And we just because uh, I I've reached a point with the Pro Bowl that I'm done with him. Yeah. And it's it's it. Oh, I get to watch Alvin Kamara play defensive end. Okay, whatever. I want to bring back the quarterback challenge where they're hitting targets and we're having how far can Patrick Mahomes throw it? How far can Josh Allen? I want to see. Yeah. You can throw it 85. That's incredible. But then I like back in the day when it was like Daryl Green, it was the fastest man in the NFL. If all we're hurting is people's pride. Come on, man. We're professional athletes. Yeah. I would love to have that 40 yard. I mean, I know they got to worry about insurance, but like. Come on, man. That would be so much fun. And I know you're apparently confident enough in it. Yeah, for sure. I mean. Because uh, if you won in your 13th year, legendary status. For sure. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. what are they going to say? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> um, uh, Sean Payton, Drew Brees. Where should we be with Des Bryant right now? Like, can he come back and play this year? That's not up to me. Yeah. I mean, you know. Uh, but do you think he's still got it? Yeah, for sure. I know I mean, he's coming off the injury and all that stuff. I don't think he lost not a step like yeah. that. You know, um, it's just weird know. that we haven't seen him at all. Well, and you know, um, we well, guys tried to. 
Yeah, we gave him the opportunity, you know, uh, especially with me being out, you yeah. know, and uh, he, that came must in, have been he, came, he came into the locker room. He had his head on straight. Um, we looked like it was going to be a fit for us, mm. you know, and, um, you know, I really don't know Dez like that. Okay. But the time that I, you know, spent with him in the locker room and in and out, you know, and just try to give him a couple pointers on, you know, being the, the next guy in here that, you know, playing with, with, with the duo, like, you know, what you're going to have to look forward for and what they're going right. to want out of you and different things like the that. Duo. And, um, and, um, you know, uh, you know, he seemed like he was gonna take the role on right. pretty, pretty nice. You know, you hear so Dude, much it was bad stuff. So good. You hear so much bad stuff about the guy, and, and uh, you know, it, that didn't come off to me. No. You know, he came in like I'm ready to go. Um, you know, I got the opportunity to play with play with some great guys. You know, uh, you know, with with me having the opportunity to come back. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Was, oh, dude, I'm at a point awesome. now, like, at, we, I had Martellus Bennett in here last week. I'm at a point now that when I hear a team say that a player is not a great guy, there's a reason they're saying that. Because mm -hmm. it's not often the case. Mm -hmm. Like, typically your actions will show me if you're good or not. Yeah. But if I hear that you're a distraction or whatever, like, I have never thought Dez was a bad influence. Mm -hmm. I just thought he's trying to win. Yeah, that's And that he's passionate. Yeah. And I'm tired of that being deemed annoying to people. Yeah. Like, get out of here. Uh, one thing we were talking about earlier that I, I need to talk about before I let you go. You were a defender. Yeah. You were the 2004 Defensive Player of the Year in high school. Mm -hmm. And that's why I was asking about pick sixes. Mm -hmm. When you go to Ohio State, did you ever want to stay defense? Like, how did you decide to play offense? So what happened was, <laughs> you know, I went to Ohio State and uh you know, that spring. And you played corner your first year. I played corner, but I didn't play corner. I was labeled as a corner. Mm. So my first hoon holler, and that's when you line the quarterback up, running back, offensive lineman, sure. D lineman, and then either linebacker or corner safety. Right, right. So they put me back there. And, you know, they hold your, your, your jersey. Mm. And I'm back there, and I'm excitement. Ah, and the dude ran me over. Like just Matt Johnson, I never forget his name. Ran me Clock. over, boom. <laughs> and you know they got they lined me back up. Dante there, Troy there. You know, uh, like all right, I'm getting this time. C Curtis Terry there. They like, man, we don't do that. Like we run the hood. Like you know, like come on. Like what are you doing? I'm yeah. Like, you know, it was like you had to hit up top. Like that wasn't my forte. Like, I go low. I go low. So the next time he came up, I took his ankles out. Wow. And I almost hurt him. And they was like, we don't hit like that in this drill. And I was like, well, he already gave me almost a concussion. <laughs> I'm <laughs> like, not going to let it happen again. I'm not about to let it happen again. Yeah. Like, I'm going to hit you like I supposed to, like that. So in that time frame, you know, I wasn't big enough to sustain, you know, at that time it was a lot of power running. Yeah. A lot of sweeps. Sure. Like real stuff like that. And with them having Gamble right before that, that was kind of like, big enough to be out there, and they still, you know, wore him down a little bit. Then Coach Tressel was like, man, we got to, you know, put him – I can't red shirt him. Right. Look, you mean like, you were like a five-star yeah, top ten so in the country. I, yeah, yeah, so I can't red shirt him. He's excellent on offense if we get the ball in his hand. Let's just do like, it. So as that went on, like I was probably like one-on-ones, I'd probably go what? Four on offense, four on defense. I have like two slants and two bombs and 
can nobody yeah. kind of like mess with me. Then on defense, I had like almost an interception, a PBU, a good play. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it was like he could still do both, you know what I'm saying? But we got to build his body up mm. to, to get him ready for defense. So I my first year I had I – mean, my first game of the season, they gave me 10 players on offense because I didn't know the playbook because I was going back and forth. I was mainly in yeah. defensive room. But you had guys like Austin Ubaldi, Dustin Fox, Dante, sure. Tyler Everett. Like you had some guys over there that was uh, that was good. Yeah, they could handle it. Yeah. So, Tress put me over there on offense, and I got into the groove that first game on a new ten play, like that. And then the next week, they gave me another ten plays so on a new twenty plays. Yeah. And then uh, we came out of the NC State and they started me, and. Uh, I never forget it. Justin Sawick looked me on a slant and threw it back that way, and I got leveled, like, bam, leveled. And I came to the sideline. I was like, "Trust, listen, don't put me back out there until I know the whole playbook <laughs> like that. And then that's when we came out. About three weeks later, we came out with the fun bunch. It was me, Santonio, Gonzo, Troy, Pittman, Man. Roy Hall. You know what I'm saying? Wow. And uh, we just took it all. We just took it over. San Antonio Holmes. San Antonio Holmes. That catch in the Super Bowl. Holy crap. How strong is your OSU pride? Like uh, insane? Yeah. Why not? And now you're cool with Urban now that he's on your side? Um, I'm, I'm happy he's gone. Oh, that's right. He's gone now. I'm happy he's gone. How come? Um, I just didn't like some of the things that he did. You know what I'm saying? And well, you're super connected to, like, the high school region. So, like, you're going to know much more than everybody else. Yeah. Was there stuff that we weren't seeing? Definitely. You know, and, you know, uh, I'm not saying that uh, a kid from my school should go there every year. I'm not saying that. You know what I'm saying? But you still should come in the inner city and take a look at him. And in my eyes, he didn't do that. Mm. And, we, you know, I'm not saying that we might not have had the kid. You know what I'm saying? But just give us a chance. Plus, I mean, Ohio State has to own Ohio. Period. I mean, look at all the guys that you have in the NFL right now. Yeah. It would be stupid not to. Just take a look. Yeah. we got a diamond in the rough every year down there. You know what I'm saying? You just got to come and take a look. And uh, it ain't got to be from my high school. It could have been from this high school over here, that high school over here. Because sure. the, way my, yeah, the way my father deals is, you know, he's going to help anybody and everybody around that inner city. To try to give him that that opportunity, uh, get elite. Yes, sir. Is this uh, youth development? What what exactly it's is youth development? So it's uh, I have three uh, pop Warner teams. Okay, and I have three AU teams. So I have a fourth grade and fifth grade, and I have a tenth grade team. Mm. And then I have a, a eighty nine, a ten U, and a, and another like eleven ten team. You know, uh, so as far as Football went. My first eight nineteen went straight to Florida. We won it all. Wow! You know what I'm saying. So that kind of like put us on a pedestal. Like we here they go again. Here's the Ginn family doing it again. So the whole deal is to try to get these kids at a young age and show them the ropes. You know what I'm saying? Because you have so much going on in the inner city that you know uh, they get you know pulled in every direction. You know what I'm saying? So. I see that right now you have to go get the kids at 8 or 9. When we was coming up, you can catch us at about 11 or 12. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? So we got to go a little bit down the line to get these guys, you know what I'm saying? And just give them the, the, the opportunities that we had, 
you know, coming up um, that, that my Muni League had when I was coming up. I, I went to Florida every year, you know what I'm saying? And I, it wasn't even Pop Warner, mm-hmm. but it was just something that my team did, you know what I'm saying? So, And right now they're marking kids from Pop Warner on wow. through. To I mean, start recruiting. To start recruiting. That. Just look at Metcalf. Yeah. You know, uh, the Mamba. Like, you know, all these guys was – Pop Warner legends, kind right, of. right. Like you know what I'm saying, and then they went to college, did their thing in college, and then now they made their way to the NFL. How long have you been doing Get Elite now? So now we're going on our third year. So we're you're going to reach a point, man, where some of these kids make it, and they'll have been Get Elite athletes. Like that's going to be crazy. And then it then it still keep my father legacy alive. Yes, and which I, I can tell is so big to you. Yeah. Is it because of his impact on you, or is it just like the name you want it going? Like it's you- both. It's the impact that that it was on me. The impact that it was on a lot of other kids, no matter if they made it or not. Mm. You know, like I said, I have my own high school there called Gen Academy. You know, I've been up and running for thirteen years since I've been in NFL. Wow, I'm the CEO of it. You know what I'm saying? So like guys like Justin Hardy, yeah, Marshall, they graduated from Gen Academy but played wow. at Glenville. Like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And right now we have a ninety eight point nine percentile of graduation rating is all boys. That's incredible. But we don't get the recognition like we supposed to. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Why do you so, think that is? It's been an inner city, you know, uh What's really interesting about the inner city is growing up. Uh, I was born in the 80s, so like 90s and stuff, I learned a lot about the inner cities in New York, Mm -hmm. and I learned a lot about the inner cities in L.A., Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of movies made about that. And then as I started getting older, because everyone thinks the Midwest is the Midwest, right? But then like, you know, LeBron's story comes out. I know uh, Terry Rozier pretty well, Mm -hmm. Shaker Heights kind of guy. And you start hearing about places in Ohio and you start hearing about places in Michigan. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And you begin to realize, like, it's not just New York and L.A. It's these other places in between. And you guys have created this foundation and this environment and this ecosystem, really, in Ohio of creating successful young men. The one thing I'm shocked by is it sounds exhausting. Yeah. In addition to being in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And and I, I see a lot of these guys are like, man, I just I need these three months. I just want to, like, take off. It, this sounds like your other life. Yeah. It sounds like it's it's, it's consuming everything. I, I don't even know how you balance all that well, stuff. Well, you know, and then there's another way. Like, I have a son that's eight. I have a daughter. I mean, I have twins. They're eight. Like, and I'm just trying to make a way to where once they get hooked to wherever they want to hook to, they already got a platform they can walk straight into. You know what I'm saying? I want to be able to, hey, my son said, hey, Dad, I want to play football. I got the tangibles to get him right. But now I got to have some people that can help me be right, too. Mm. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's all about working around the the environment. Like, everybody on my team right now that plays is is a somebody's son that played with me or a little bit older than me mm. or, you know what I'm saying, might be a little younger than me. Like, But they all juniors and, and, and thirds and yeah. – and, and 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 you know they look like their mamas and their cheerleaders and you know, like you know what I'm saying it's, yeah. it's still the same family base yeah. that it was when I was coming up still the same kids like you know what I'm saying so it's like if I don't give them that platform that my father gave for us then it's like we're gonna lose them mm. to the to the Catholic schools that don't really just want to bring them in for their talent and let them go we don't care about their talent we're just trying to make you use your best talent to go to college they didn't get a degree yes. that's it is there a Ted Ginn the third yes how old is he now eight 
Wow. What's that like? Because oh, I will never have an Adam Lefko the second. Like, we don't do that. I'm just like some people like I heard LeBron say this on the shop. I don't want to call my son my name because I don't want to put that pressure on him. But then I see Tegan Sr., Tegan Jr., now Tegan the third. I feel like for you guys, it's more of a pride thing than a pressure thing. Yeah, for sure. You know, what I mean, my father's put us put a certain boundary out here that I was able to walk on. I want to put the same boundary out so my son be able to walk on and hope that he keep it going. If not, it's okay. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But it's, it's just set up. It's just like George Washington's, you know, or whoever, you know, sure. whoever they has the boom, boom, boom. The strong you know, lineage. It, it, that's, that's just what it is. You know, uh, it was a lot of things that, you know, I was able to bypass or get through because of my name. Mm, like what? Like just the street sometimes. Really? You know what I'm saying? You know, you got guys out there that wouldn't let me do certain things because of my name. You have too much potential. You're not allowed not to bang to with us or yeah. something like that. You can't you can't stand on the corner up here, bro. You got to go because mm. when your daddy come up here, he's going to kick my butt, your butt, <laughs> this dude butt, everybody butt. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So here, take this $2, $3 and get on about your way. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? And, and you don't even realize that till later. And yeah, you don't realize. At the it time, you're like, man, I'm just trying to hang out. I'm just trying to, yeah, trying to be the Why guy. My dad ruined all like, this fun. And it wasn't like like that. It right, was right, just right. that, you know, they had a bigger picture because they went down the same guidelines, but just fell to the streets. Mm. You know what I'm saying? For their own mental ways or whatever they wanted to do, like they weren't gonna let me do that. Yeah. I remember the most angry that I ever saw my dad. He was coaching a basketball game one time, and a ref made one of the worst calls I've ever seen. And I, if he hears this, which he probably will, I apologize. But he got right in the ref's face, and he goes, I'm going to rip off your fucking head and shit in your fucking neck. <laughs> and I remember la- I was the only one laughing because yeah. I was like, man, I got to ride home. I was like, wait, if he get he got ejected. Yeah. I was like, do I got to leave now, too? Like, that's my ride. <laughs> What's the, the angriest you've ever seen pops or the most uh, uh, emotional? Uh, it's always track. Always track. It's always Something track. about track. Track, like, it was always track. Like, it was it, it, it was times, like, where uh, if I didn't run a certain time, he'd take my car keys and leave me with two bus tickets. Stop. Or 75 cents. And you'd actually have to take the bus and home? I, and my keys would be, like, right on top of the oven. And... And it was like you better not you better not get them. Wow! Like you know, uh, my senior year goes back to another one of my senior years. We had just got done re- uh, running the the district, no, the regionals. We just got done running the regionals. He woke us up on Sunday and say, "We going to practice. This is the only day we can get the hardest work in." I'm like, "Pops, I just PR." Yeah, like my best record. I ever. just did everything you just asked me to do. I'm tired. I'm sick. I don't want to do it. Like, can we please, can you just give me a day? Yeah. He got me up, and we had six heels on, on that imaginary line. That he made. And and we had another six heels on these grass, on these grass heels. And by the time I got to the grass heels, I remember like yesterday, the first one I went up, I never came back down. So... Another one of my teammates come up, Ray, Raymond Smalls. He say, "Your daddy said you better come back down here." I said, uh, "Tell him come get me." Damn. Another guy came up. He said, "You know if he come up here, you know what he gonna do to it." 
you know, I got to see how it's going to happen. Like, you know what I'm saying? It. And another guy came over. He said, just the last time, you won't come down here right now. He said, he going to do something to you. Like, you know what I'm saying? So then I rolled down. Like, no. Rolled down. You laid on your side and they rolled, rolled down, down the hill. And when I got up, I was woozy. Like, I, that was a bad idea. <laughs> and, and I looked at him and said, I quit. After you had just set your personal record the day before. And we going to States next next week. I quit. And I went and got in the car with my next door neighbor, uh, Miss Tate. I was like, man, take me home. Like that. But I couldn't go nowhere because she had to wait for everybody else to get done. So when I went home, I told my mother, I said, man, take me to the hospital, man. I'm sick. Like, I went to the hospital. I probably like had like a 103 fever. Did you really? Yeah. So All that I came in. Hell. I came in, I was looking, I said, man, I told you I was sick, man, you know, like, and then my mom said, we went upstairs, he was upstairs, like, oh, man, I almost killed my boy today. <laughs> wow. And so, so I thought that was going to end with you getting punished, really. <laughs> but it was just, you know, that's just the type of feedback we had during yeah. track, like, basketball, I mean, football, it was Fun. go play, football, you get you two or three touchdowns, and I'll see you tomorrow. But like, you know that all that shit. Led to who you are today. Today, yeah. And we don't realize that when we're younger. No. Nope. We think that our parents are fucking nuts. But then it, it, it led us to more great guys. Yeah. It led us to the Marshawns, to the Justins, to the Raymond Smalls, the Robert Rhodes. Yeah. You know, like I said, Willie Henry, you know, Frank Clark. How can know. people support you guys today? Well, you know, we have a, a website coming out. Our biggest thing right now is getting elite on Instagram. Okay. Uh, is it at Gin Elite? Yeah. Okay. G-I-N-N. Uh, yep. And then, uh, you know, you can always get it off my website, off my page. Yeah. And then uh, we'll be blasting our uh, our website in a little bit, too. Man, it's been nice to meet you, man. You, too. Absolute pleasure. Uh, Ted Ginn, he believes he's still the fastest player in the NFL. For sure. Uh, I've learned that I might have to do something with your pops. I might have to have him put me through a workout, and then I'll just going to roll down the hill and go, I quit the whole time. Uh, great to meet you, bro. No Good luck next season. Thank you. Let the beat drop. And hit him up on social. What is your social? So it's uh, Tegan Jr. underscore 19. Tegan, always rocking the 19. Always. Uh, a lot of Saints fans got angry at me last year because I would I would call you guys out a lot, and you've just made it a lot harder. <laughs> so I appreciate you, man. No doubt. Good shit, bro. Homies, holler at you, 33%. Y'all are the shit. Uh, I am in Vegas right now as this comes out, PGA Championships. So keep being awesome, and I'll hit you up later. Flood his social. Tell him he's the freaking man. I'll talk to you guys later.